0: Hi everyone, I'm Kelsey Nixon and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 36, how to be a guest at Thanksgiving. Now, most of the messaging out there surrounding Thanksgiving is all about how to host Thanksgiving, right? It's hard, there's lots of steps involved, we've got a guide for that, but I'm convinced that it's just as important to be a good guest as it is to be a good host. So today we're going to break down some do's and don'ts of being a guest at Thanksgiving this year, or really for any big meal that that someone invites you to. I'm excited to get into it, but first, we are going to give you three simple ideas to throw on your meal plan for this week if you're looking for some inspiration. You know, Kitchen Prescription, the podcast, was really created to be part of a meal planning system. And I know a lot of people do not like the term meal planning because... I don't know, for years, I felt like I tried meal plan and just continued to fail over and over at it. And when you fail at something, you don't like it. But I've tried to create tools, whether it's Recipe Club or this podcast, that makes it more simple. And so the idea being that if you listen to this 20-minute podcast once a week, it's the perfect reminder to you that you should take a look at the week ahead and make some ideas about what you're going to make. It's a gift to your future self. So, I like to start the the podcast always with three simple recipe ideas. So, this week, guys, this is a big week. This is the week. This is Thanksgiving, right? So, we're gonna keep it real simple here, okay? And maybe you're not gonna make all three of these recipes. Maybe you're only gonna make one of these recipes. In fact, let me take this opportunity for you to give yourself permission to have a cold cereal night, to have a takeout night. To have a something in the freezer night, whatever you need to get through this week, especially if you're hosting, I know it's a lot, but if you're a guest, which we're going to talk about, and you've got pretty typical week otherwise, then here's some simple ideas. The first recipe I want to talk about is actually a a slow cooker recipe, so you can also make it in the the instant pot. Um, and you can make it on the stovetop as well. And in fact, Recipe Club, I've just included a guide in there for converting all of my slow cooker recipes to instant pot and stovetop. So, this is salsa verde shredded beef. And we're making them into tacos because my kids love tacos. And this is so yummy. I love using a shortcut ingredient that packs a lot of punch when it comes to flavor. And for me, jarred salsa verde is one of those ingredients. It's a, I love it. And thank goodness my family likes Mexican food. But it just, it does a lot of work with one ingredient. So this is very simple. This is kind of like a dump and stir recipe. You put everything in the pot. It does its magic. You get delicious shredded beef out of it that can be served in tacos, in burritos, over nachos. We made this a few weeks ago and Nora just wanted it over white rice and it was great. So one thing that I think makes this recipe super delicious is that a lot of shredded meat recipes that you would prepare in a slow cooker instant pot, they develop great flavor, but It can kind of be, because the texture is so similar, it can kind of feel one note to me. And so anytime I do shredded beef, shredded pork, shredded chicken, something like that, there's either two approaches I take. Sometimes I'll throw the meat after it's shredded on a sheet tray and broil it in the oven for just a minute to get some crispy edges, or I do what I do in this recipe And I finish, after I've shredded the beef, I add some fresh lime juice and some fresh cilantro and toss that all in there, and it just really brightens it up. Because we've created this great deep flavor, but by adding something bright and acidic, it kind of counterbalances that, and just, it makes it so delicious. So, I'm actually very excited for this, and I think I'm going to end up using this shredded beef, and not only tacos, but we'll probably have a nachos night too. All right, second recipe, sheep pan chicken pitas. This is one of the most popular recipes in Recipe Club, and for good reason. The simple marinade on the chicken is so yummy. You do it with peppers and onions, and um, this is one where I've started doubling up the chicken, and I will cook it off, or I won't cook it off, and I'll just take half of that chicken, and I will freeze it, because it's also great over rice, like a chicken and rice dish. So, sheet pan chicken pita is really simple. You'll find it in Recipe Club. It's super colorful, um, like my girls call it rainbow pitas because there's so much color in the recipe, which I really love. And then finally, tangy barbecue chicken bowls. This is a great recipe where I'm gonna utilize a rotisserie chicken. I almost always get a rotisserie chicken once a week And when I do that, there's a couple of go-to recipes I have. This idea of a barbecue chicken bowl is one of them. I take some black beans. I take some corn. I take some tomatoes. I take the shredded rotisserie chicken. I put that baby in a bowl with some rice or other grain and we have ourselves tangy barbecue chicken bowls. If you want extra credit, I've got a really delicious homemade barbecue sauce that you can make with ingredients in your pantry, um, but you don't need to. You could just you could just use a shortcut of your, your favorite um, barbecue sauce from the store, but this is a good one. My kids... Really like these. They're easy to deconstruct, and I don't have to think that much about it. So there you have it. Salsa Verde shredded beef tacos, sheet pan chicken pitas, and tangy barbecue chicken bowls. They're your recipes for the week. If you're looking for even more of an exhaustive meal plan, you can get my weekly and monthly meal plans in Recipe Club, where you will find these three recipes on my meal plan for this week, or you can build out your own weekly meal plan and... Do what I suggest, which is really let the ingredients you have on hand in your pantry, fridge, and freezer determine what you'll make that week. And I just want to acknowledge here that there is an entire day dedicated to leftovers. Because if you're not enjoying Thanksgiving leftovers, I'm not sure I am not sure I understand. No, just kidding. There are certain people who don't like leftovers. My husband is one of them. But I swear I'm almost more excited for Thanksgiving leftovers than I am the actual meal. Oh my gosh counting down the days. All right, let's jump into the back half of the podcast and chat about being a guest at Thanksgiving. So last episode, we talked all about asking yourself four questions before you begin making your Thanksgiving plans. I want to run through those just one more time. So as you are looking at Thanksgiving, you're going to start by asking yourself these questions. Are you hosting? Will you be hosting? Are you a guest? Finalize your role and firm up your plans now. Now, we're about a week out from Thanksgiving, so my guess is you probably know where you're going. If you don't, today is the day. Figure it out. What matters most? Now, this is really important to ask even if you are a guest, because is there a specific recipe or tradition that is so important to you that it just doesn't feel like the holiday without it? If you answer yes to that, maybe it's snapping the wishbone, or maybe it's a certain recipe that your mother used to make, or maybe it's watching the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, whatever whatever it may be, make sure you know what that is. What matters most to you? What's your plan? Everyone needs a plan. No one successfully wings it. Even if you're a guest, no one should be winging it as a guest on Thanksgiving. And finally, who will help? Take any help offered. If you're hosting and others want to help, let them help. Or, drum roll please, offer to help. Which is the perfect segue into us chatting about how to be a guest at Thanksgiving. And not only a guest, but a great guest. Being a guest at Thanksgiving goes beyond showing up with your assigned dish. You always want to offer to contribute in some way and we're going to talk about a few principles for you know really taking on this title of being the world's greatest guest at thanksgiving so let's start with that just this notion that you should offer to contribute in some way that should be step one if you know you're not cooking the actual meal or you're not hosting people in your home you absolutely should reach out to the host and say i'd love to help in some way is there something specific i can help with or what if i did this and maybe you're someone who hates thanksgiving food or you don't like to cook which would be ironic that you're listening to this podcast but you never know there are other ways to contribute that don't involve making a recipe it could be bringing a bag of ice it could be bringing napkins it could be being in charge of a little activity after the meal where you put on that charlie brown film or something, you know, something like that there are there are different ways to contribute to the meal if it if you don't want it to be food but chances are if you're offering to help with thanksgiving you're going to end up bringing a dish and this brings me to my next point which is maybe the most important and i feel like not enough people say this so i am going to say it bring food ready to eat. Show up with your assigned dishes ready to go. That means that you are not relying on an oven or a burner to get your dish to the table. Now, your host is going to say, oh, it's fine. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. But you showing up with your stuffing or mashed potatoes and being like, hey, can I just pop these in the oven? If if the gravy has separated and the turkey has burnt you she is stressed and she cannot be worried about your mashed potatoes right now so my suggestion for being a great guest is to just show up with that dish already warm how are we going to do that well a cooler can also keep warm things warm so if you had your 9 by 13 of stuffing I would take some foil, wrap it in some foil. Foil is your friend when it comes to keeping things warm. And I, I put it in a cooler. That's one way to do it. Another great option for keeping food warm is utilizing a slow cooker on the warm setting. So you could take those mashed potatoes, you could take that stuffing, or you could take those green beans, transfer them to a slow cooker, and just keep it on the warm setting. That's a great, great way to do it. Beyond keeping food warm, I also want you to think about what your dish is going to be served with. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that most people out there do not have enough serving spoons, tongs, spatulas, pie servers, whatever, to outfit a Thanksgiving meal on a regular basis. So if you show up with a serving spoon for your mashed potatoes, that is one less thing the host has to worry about. So, if you can, bring the tongs, bring the spatula, whatever it is, bring everything you need to successfully serve your dish so that you don't have to ask the host for anything. Next, find a way to help. And this seems a little obvious, but I want to get into this a bit. Don't ask if you can avoid it, just do. Now, you should probably ask to a certain extent, right? Like we don't, we don't want to cross a boundary or anything like that. But I find that a proactive guest is the best kind of guest. So find a way to be helpful that does not require you coming in 10 minutes before you're supposed to eat saying, what can I do to help? I know that's what we all think we're supposed to do. But as someone who's spent a fair amount of time hosting, lots of times... That question stresses me out because I want to be someone who accepts help and I want to involve you in the meal. But if you're asking me to find you a job at the last minute, all of a sudden I'm stressed about finding you a job. So, this might be a great thing to ask before you get to the meal. Like, for example, you could say, Hey, we are so excited to come to Thanksgiving. I'm going to bring the ice and I'm, you know, bring in. Uh, a pie as well. But what if on Thanksgiving, I'm just totally in charge of drinks? So you don't even have to worry about it. I will fill the cups with ice. I will get all the drinks on the table. I will make sure the kids have their drinks. I'm going to be like drink master for Thanksgiving. Amazing, right? How nice would that be? Or let's say, let's say this, let's say you have got, uh, you know, three kids under five. You're like in toddler city And you know that when you show up to Thanksgiving, it's going to be hard for you to help because your kids are crazy. I know this from personal experience. And so you reach out to your friend or your sister-in-law or whoever is hosting and you say, it's going to be crazy when we get there tomorrow and I'm probably going to be running late because I always run late. So what if I came over tonight and I helped you set the table? Because I'm convinced that's one of the greatest Thanksgiving tips ever is to set the table the night before. It's the best. The best. Help is always appreciated. It's always appreciated. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find a host out there that's like, I just don't wish, I wish no one would ever help me. People want help, they need help. And most times we want to give the help, but we get lost in the asking of help and the receiving of help. And it creates a stressful situation. So try and figure out how you're going to help before you even get to Thanksgiving dinner. That is what a great guest would do. All right, expressing gratitude, which makes total sense because it's Thanksgiving. But some people might like to show their gratitude by bringing a hostess gift. And that's great. But if you are going to bring a hostess gift, what I recommend is making it easy to receive. What does that mean? That means if you're going to bring flowers, either bring a vase or bring them in a vase. So that when you show up, the host is not scrambling to find a vase while she's also trying to keep the lumps out of the gravy and roll the pie crust out. If you're bringing some sort of corked drink, whether it's wine or cider or whatever, bring a corkscrew. Because she's going to want to open that drink and share it with everybody. And maybe, maybe she can't find the corkscrew. So bring a corkscrew. But I also want to remind you that if it just does not make sense for you to bring a hostess gift, maybe you're you know, keeping things tight as you get closer to the holidays, maybe it's just not you, like it's not something that you're you're used to doing, a heartfelt note goes a long way. And whether you write that note before you arrive at Thanksgiving or after you've had your Thanksgiving meal, I think that's fantastic. So at the very least thank your host or hostess for having you for a wonderful tradition. Um and if that can't even happen, by all means send a text. Just do something to express that gratitude. Now, for my people who do like bringing a hostess gift, here are a couple of ideas beyond like the classics which would be like a bottle of wine or flowers. A candle, a favorite holiday candle is always great. I'm a big fan of Leaves, the candle at Bath and Body Works, have been for years. Vanilla bean paste for all of their holiday baking. That is such a good hostess gift. An ornament that they could put on a tree. Maybe a uh, favorite holiday scented dish soap, hand lotion. Um, oh, you know what would be good? I love this idea. A fresh set of oven mitts. How great would that be? Because who has oven mitts that don't look disgusting? No one replaces their oven mitts enough. And if someone showed up and said, thank you for hosting us for Thanksgiving. I know you've been cooking all day. And I thought it might be time to switch out your oven mitts. These are my favorites. That would be great. Or maybe you're going to bring like a kitchen tea towel. My favorite are the Geometry House towels. I live and die by them. They're the only towels in my kitchen now. How fun to bring uh, geometry house towels. Oh my gosh, that'd be so great. I'm, I'm totally going to do that. So keep that in mind. You should express gratitude in some way. It can be as simple as a heartfelt text. Or like, what if you did this? Maybe you took some pictures And, or you'd grab some pictures of their kids or the food or the table or something. If you followed up and said, thank you so much for having us. It was such a beautiful night. I grabbed some pictures because I know that when you're hosting, it's, it's hard to capture the memory. Here's a few pictures I grabbed. How thoughtful, how thoughtful is that? All right. So let's, let's sum this up here. How to be a great guest at Thanksgiving. First, you are going to offer to contribute in some way in some way. If that way happens to be food, you are going to commit to bring food ready to eat. It's going to be warm and it's going to have a serving utensil. You're going to find a way to help and you might find that way to help before you even get to the actual event. You might ask your host, what if I just took care of this whole thing? Or you know what? I'm going to be the garbage girl on Thanksgiving. I'm going to take care of all the garbages. Whatever it is, find a way to help, find a way to help and be proactive in your approach. And finally, express gratitude. It can be fancy. It can be simple. It just needs to be heartfelt. And it's important to say thank you for someone hosting you for such a big, big event. All right, there you go. How to be a great guest at Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. I am hosting this year, but I've had many years where I was a guest um, and I can't wait. Counting down the days. But before we head out, let's take a final moment to celebrate our real life recipe success of the week. This comes from Kate G, who wrote in a recent Instagram DM I just have to reach out and say, what a lifesaver you are! I am currently pregnant with my third and have been struggling with a particularly tough pregnancy. Now that I'm further along and can be around food, I knew immediately where to go to start cooking again. I'm so grateful for your hard work and recipe club. Okay, first of all, Kate, congratulations, third baby, and girl, I have been there with tough pregnancies, and I am so sorry, it's been so challenging, but I understand it's beyond being sensitive, right, it's, it's, these tough pregnancies are, are just unbelievably tough to get through, but I am so, so happy to hear that you have found some relief, and that you are back in the kitchen cooking, and that you are finding recipes that you love in Recipe Club, so... Thank you so much for sending me this message. Congratulations on that soon-to-be third baby. And um, yeah, thanks again for reaching out. It, It makes my day. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. And until next time, I'm Kelsey. See you next week.